Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello to you. Now, I'm wondering if you are joining the army of Monday coffee people, because we're hearing this is a, a thing now, because the Driven Chat podcast drops at 3.36am <laughs> on a Monday morning. Apparently, there's quite a nice army of you that listen to us with your first coffee of the week. And if they're as you, oh, I can't speak now. <laughs> if that is you, great. I'm really chuffed. If you're one of the people that joins us on your dog walk or just hanging out on the sofa or in the car, wherever you're consuming this, thank you very much for your company today. We're doing another special for you. Now, you know by now, if you've listened to more than one show, how much we love our Driven Chat truck. We travel all over the country. We talk to fascinating people. We pitch up at really cool spots. And I must say, what I'm looking at right now, not just the radiantly gorgeous faces of Amy and John, but... A phenomenal backdrop. There's almost a rainbow going on because it is raining yet sunny. And sat next to John is an intimidatingly youthful and handsome man <laughs> who has not, <laughs> has not just one name, but also a sub name. I'm going to go with his first name, which is one of the greatest names in the history of names, Merlin. Merlin McCormack, a.k.a. the Duke of London, joins us today. Hello. What a special guest. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you very much for having me. Lovely to see all of you and to meet you, Andy, finally. It's great to meet you. Do I yeah. call you Merlin? Do I call you Sir? Duke? <laughs> what's the, what's the, the deal here? I, I get that quite a lot. It's like, no, please just call me Merlin. <laughs> see, but this is your own yeah. fault, then, though, because yeah. now you've created this persona online, which you are known as, you're not known as Merlin, you are known as the Duke of London. So people are like, is he, is he part royalty or something like that and then you're like <laughs> yeah, meet me yeah <laughs> definitely not I don't think I, now, Merlin and I we've been friends for a long long time no this isn't true John I've been checking this right you have said how many friends are friends I've been calling all the people you claim are friends on these shows now yeah. it's only about 20% of the people you named oh god that fine. guy yeah <laughs> fine so, Why, what does he want <laughs> so many of them have said I'm comfortable with him calling me associate so we probably need to say to Merlin how happy are you having John Markar call you friend because a lot of people aren't happy with this no I, I, I really am uh Glad to be associated Thanks. with Thanks. Mr. Markov. <laughs> uh, you, it is your choice. Now, John and I have known each other, what, 10 years now? I think it must be oh, about wow. 10 yeah. years. Um, but so, yeah. I, I don't know the reason. I've never, ever asked you about the whole Duke of London thing because I think it was. Was it just an instant? Was, Insta was it a, a social I, media thing first? I'm just trying to get. It can't have been 10 years, actually. It must have been when I started this office about five years ago. 
five, six years ago. Because we, we met through sort of the classics and cake startup stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through Hannah. See, and in stuff. John's mind, yeah. you guys have been buddies, like full on yeah. best buds <laughs> for at least a decade. Well, we've been to through be fair, a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah. And how many decades has John been alive as well? So it's quite, <laughs> they, they sort of roll, it, one rolls into the other. I like um, the idea that, that John thinks of all his friends as skipping through sunflower fields together <laughs> on a jolly warm day. But no, it's, it's, I'm, we're being jovial. You guys, obviously, you, you go back a long, long way. You've got a big history. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. I mean, you've, you've allowed true. us the coolest spot in your unbelievably cool venue. Thank you. You've and we, we couldn't be more grateful. This is wicked. It's really, so this is the second time I've, I've been here. And you, you, you've not been here for, for, for that long, was it? You were in another wicked... No, so, I mean, for, for, you know, this is classic for the, uh, for the purpose of the audience. To, we're looking to our left <laughs> out of the truck. Um, there's a huge pile of rubble, and that was our old showroom. Oh wow! Um, so that that, was, that, that oh. is our old showroom in in, in rubble form. Um, so what we did about four years ago, when we uh, we sort of given marching orders from our first space, which was a small kind of seven car showroom down at Kew Bridge. Again, we call them the meanwhile spaces. So these are spaces that we move into, occupy while developers are waiting for planning permission or funding or whatever. Sadly, they inevitably get knocked down. We then move on to make way for flats and luxury flats and whatever else that's uh, i love that model yeah that's really cool otherwise there's, there's, they just sit there with rats in yeah yeah, yeah very much so yeah completely so there's empty. there's obviously is it, for me at uh what was it at 19 when i opened that first one there was no way it was, it was all self-funded i didn't have sort of mummy daddy money or investors or backers or anything it was like if i don't do it this way and basically work hell of a lot harder to build a space that I knew was going to be knocked down I couldn't afford to be in London at all regardless of West London or you know, lucky enough to be right on the river in Kew so we were really really lucky to firstly find the space it obviously had its downsides when they did give us like I say marching orders to move on so we, we took up residency here with a great developer called Ballymore uh, in 2016 um, and we had two and a half great years in our sort of immediate space which is the second space um which scaled up from a seven car unit at the first one to kind of 30 car unit with other kind of facets the business then added on so we moved in a detailing business ceramic pro we took on a couple of uh, creative tenants artists and musicians and stuff and then when that was coming to an end they kind of said to me look we've got this huge site that you've overlooked for the past two and a half years that has been empty the whole time you've been in here um obviously through fear of squatting and gypsies and all sorts of stuff um, yeah. yeah why not our landlord kind of teamed up with us and said, look, we'd like you to take over the space and do your thing with it and gave me quite a free reign to, yeah, really do what we want with it. So we've carved it up into three units on this side behind you guys and uh, more units on the other side. The first three units here, we occupy the second unit with Duke of London. Units one and three are kind of tenanted out and we've got some sort of joint venture businesses. We work with everything from architects to musicians to fashion designers. Mm. Um, we do car storage in unit one as well and all sorts of other industrial stuff as well. Um, through to obviously what you see behind us, which is the pizza restaurant, the bar, the showroom itself, the gym, again, the detailing business, the local cobbler who was getting kicked <laughs> out of the high street. Um, oh, wow. His unit was being redeveloped, so we couldn't let him go. And uh, dragged him in on board, we're opening a bicycle repair shop, and, 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 yeah. This so sounds like an absolute empire. It, I mean, <laughs> it, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think to call it an empire kind of suggests that I'm some sort of Rupert Murdoch bloke sat at the top <laughs> sort of counting cash, but it's not like that at all. It, it, How, well, that depends. Let's do an acid test. Yeah. How do you feel about Jerry Hall? I've got lots of sort of family mutual friends with her. I can't be too honest. Well, I ask because Rupert Murdoch's married to Jerry yeah. Hall. Yeah, so I, I, what can I say? If, you've, if you're I into mean, Jerry... Uh, if, yeah, it's a surprising... Uh, yeah, surprising marriage, she, I mean, quite look, literally. Yeah. She's going to outlive him. Let's be yes. fair. <laughs> uh, and, unless he's yes. got some kind of cryogenically frozen vibe. He really is a lizard man. <laughs> would you, would you yeah. like yeah. to believe? <laughs> so I'm simply asking because she's going to be on the market again at some yeah. point, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you've got the whole entrepreneur vibe going no, on like no, that. Please stay away, Jerry Hall. <laughs> um, but I guess a bit like beginning of this chat, we were talking about where the name Duke of London came from, and yeah, what what did help. you actually? What, what did you start out to do? Was it primarily to sell classic yeah, cars? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. So it was um, my poor parents, bless them, put me through an amazing kind of schooling career. And it's sort of 
continue to decline <laughs> <laughs> throughout my GCSEs and then into the sort of A-levels I barely even sat the exams for um, because I was so preoccupied buying and selling cars. Yeah. Um, so what was, was like the first car you bought? Peugeot 205 when I was 11. Well, yeah. When you were 11? Yeah. And that was bought to sell at a profit? Salon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. it bought it needed a new steering rack. eBay was new at the time. No one really kind of believed that you could buy a car like that. Wow. So um, I bought it for 32 pounds and a penny. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I sent my mum, I was at school at the time, and I sent my mum on the train to Herne Hill to pick it up. <laughs> and she drove it back with like a dicky steering rack and was like... <laughs> <laughs> um, she was a really good sport about it and um, yeah we repaired it sold it for profit and it just kind of snowballed from how much there. did you sell it for 500 quid wow <laughs> <laughs> that's a profit about 220 quid and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. by the time we put in uh, I, went, I, mean, I remember going to the scrapyard to actually take a rack off of another car because mm. at the time there, w- there was an abundance of 205 still on the road um, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't like they were yeah, n- now you could go in and buy one for a fiver but it was yeah people still wanted parts of them um, so yeah that kind of kick-started it. And then as I started to progress through school and when I was sort of legally old enough to, like, say, ride scooters and stuff, started focusing my attention on buying and selling Vespers and Jalera runners and things like mm. that because I could actually move them from A to B and there wasn't uh, yeah, there wasn't any reliance on other people or any costs involved with transport or anything like that. So I'd travel all over the country by myself to go and pick up all these little scooters and 125 motorbikes and stuff and just, again, kept turning them and turning them and turning them. Um all the while I should have been at college. I, I remember the, the college woman, my mum just kind of was like, uh, look, you deal with him. I'm not, I've had enough. <laughs> like the, 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 the woman I've who was in charge. I've done all I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she really did. Um, the, the lady who was in charge in the office at college, Georgina, I'll never forget her. She would phone me every morning. Where are you? I'm just in Liverpool. I'll be in this afternoon. It's like, no, you won't. Like, <laughs> stop. Um, don't do this, kids. Do go to school. So hang on. In, um, in its purest form, you're a car dealer. Basically, yeah. pure like thoroughbred, yeah, yeah, buy I and guess. sell for my sins, yeah. Obviously, you've branched out into exciting, different. It's always what's interesting me, and I, I, funnily enough, we were talking about this. We, we're doing a whole uh, sort of series of driving movies, which I'll get onto later. But we screened Too Fast, Too Furious, and everyone's like, "Why aren't you showing the first one? Because that's like the best one." And I was, it was really selfish of me. Like this was the first one that I actually saw. I never saw the first one first, um, and I remember it sounds so so wanky saying this <laughs> but I remember as a kid being about 10 watching Ludacris's character in Fast and Furious, <laughs> Fast and Furious yeah, and yeah. him having this shop and me being like I don't want to be Paul Walker I want to be him with the yeah. shop yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. have the garage and I want to be like the the guy like with this and it's, it's, it was the first time it kind of ever resonated that we sat there I was, I was sat with my other half George and I went I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I really wanted to be this guy when I was a kid. And she's like, well, you're kind of trying it now. It's like, kind of yeah, happening. Yeah, it's kind of happening. Kinda yeah. happening. So you've started out. We still, we still don't cars. know where the word Duke, Duke came London, from. Yes. Yeah. This is the worst. Like, this is re- this, it, it's anticlimactic, I promise. Well, we've had this um, great build-up now. Yeah, of, you sorry. Know, <laughs> you sold it for 11 and now the name. I just made it up. I literally was like, what's <laughs> that? It was when Instagram had just come out and everyone was going like, oh, I'm so-and-so and oh, I'm so-and-so. And I literally, I remember sitting there, I think it was in an economics lesson and I was like, oh, what should I? And that was uh, it. That have, was you, it. A, have you that at really least bought the title now? Yeah, we, we, we've. I think I've, I own a square foot of land in Loch Lomond. <laughs> Scotland, you know, yeah, one yeah. Of them. <laughs> I think my brother owns the same square foot of land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His own lordship name. Yeah. I've been trying to work out, like, ever since, obviously, ever since being aware of you, actually, I've had the conversation with my mates, which is like, if you were to purchase a title, 
you know, that would have traction anywhere. And yeah. Duke of London lands wherever you are in the world. It's, it's <laughs> but it's but you've taken it, so I'm like, well, hang on, what could I do? <laughs> I'd quite like to be a baron. Baron's baron. a great one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, baron's I'd, a great I'd one. Fancy being <laughs> a baron. Yeah. Some, some strange connotations with it, though. If you, so, yeah, you, you, couldn't have, you couldn't be baron and then have a Germanic surname, it would probably be a bit like... <laughs> But if you're Baron, I think you need a Von as well there. So yeah. right. I'm glad Baron you said Von this. Jay. <laughs> because you know? a, so another friend of mine that will I'm aiming to get on this podcast in the very near future runs a very, very popular YouTube channel. Um, he's gone with the title of Baron and he's gone with a Von and he's decided on Baron Von Grumble. Because <laughs> he's because I think he's I've so seen grumpy. this guy online. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, Chris is a massive uh, motorbike adventurer and we'd love to get him on but yeah so we've got the duke and then the baron <laughs> and then we'll see see what other titles we can the, the, the title can itself up. was quite an interesting one i obviously didn't know this at the time but it, it's it was only ever it's no one's ever been appointed royally by, by any nobility um the actual title of duke of london but winston churchill was offered it after the war really as a kind of thank you and he declined it so that was it, and they said, "Right, that one's back in the box." And no one's, and I'll, I'll have that. That's, uh, that's a bit of me. So um, to be fair, if anyone doesn't need it, no, it's, it's Winston. Winston <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, is that? I mean, does that enhance? I don't. <laughs> yes. I yeah. just don't need it. Do you think anyone anyway? You know, like, you know who I am? Yeah. 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 Uh, Would I know? That's that? like going Marilyn Monroe. Fancy being a princess? <laughs> yeah. Do I need it? Yeah. No. I could also be Lord J because you flip it around and you've got J Lord. Yeah, yeah. No. It's, not, it's not tracking with the kids. No. <laughs> Fine. It's probably about two years too late with that one. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Lord. Wow. Oh, right. okay. I'll just turn my mic off. Yeah. Not, that's not what any of us are Chat amongst yourselves. It's not. The, so you it's just the difficulty forward. of being so much older than everyone else. <laughs> you say you're on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> I'm not that I've old. known John Markov for 50 years. We've been, <laughs> we've been <laughs> best friends. Yeah. Yeah. You, of course, he's friends with <laughs> We launched Channel 5. <laughs> it's, uh, so also people should know that we're, we're sipping on, well, lovely beverages from your, your pub as well that you now yeah. have. Also on, on site. So, yeah, it's kind of gone full circle. So bless her, my mum just bought us in a tray of drinks from the pub. <laughs> um, sorry, mum. Um, she's adorable. Yeah, she's great. She's really great. So um, we took over to, to kind of, Help visualise. We've got um, the showroom, workshop buildings, and tenanted units are kind of arranged in a horseshoe around a courtyard. And the courtyard's where we hold our meets on the the Blue Road. Right in the middle of the Blue Road, we've got a Fuller's pub that was occupied by tenants until we literally opened here. Within a week of us moving in here, they'd already given notice. We didn't know this. Oh, so you moved here thinking, oh, the pub could be. Yeah, I mean, because obviously we've been on the other side of the road, so we've been drinking in that pub for years. (laughs) They come into a few difficulties, and um, the, the, the they just shut up shop. So for three months after we opened here, they, they carried on living in there. and It all got a bit messy. And so fast forward to Christmas last year, it was just a stupid impromptu. I think we had a drink. And we were with the developer who owns the site and one of the fellows guys. And it was like, well, you know, we, we all need to be doing something. I said, yeah, yeah, it's really a shame. You know, we've got all these events going on. We've got people, you guys have got traction. Um, the developer has their show home next door to the showroom here, so they've got people coming down they want to impress, and there's just a boarded-up pub in the middle of the yard. And we went, right, we've got to do something about this. And Odd <laughs> immediately was like, what the hell am I doing? Was it like your mouth said yes, yeah, and absolutely. your brain was like, what, like, what are you doing? that'd be a great idea. And so these um, things that when you, because, I mean, you make it sound so simple. It really is. Like, I'm is not, it? Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not, I know it sounds so blasé, and oh, yeah, it's fine, we just do it. It's not easy, don't get me wrong. Does it cost you money? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face has told me everything I need to because here's um, me going oh we could really do that no, yeah, no, we no it's, it's um, the pub is a nice addition to have here um, we won't be retiring off of it but it's just a nice thing moreover for the kind of local community our, our own sort of client base and friends and family aside the pub is it's sort of you know it, it's got so much local history uh within it it's it's the only kind of west london based live music pub that's open seven nights a week with a band on seven nights or was before lockdown mm. um that's the other thing we had it for three months and had to shut oh, yeah. so um oh, yeah. we're trying to reopen at the moment but yeah we've um we've established we with the previous landlords have established it as this amazing live music venue and it has the most loyal lovely bunch of locals that drink in there without fail every night you know who's drinking it's just it's it so is, quaint it is the, the definition as my dad would say a proper london but it really is it, it's, yeah. it, it's the pinnacle of you walk in you know everyone everyone knows, knows you, you. Yeah. it's just lovely it doesn't mean to say that other people aren't welcome but at the same yeah. time it, yeah. there is that and the locals are i think the, my, my 
perhaps misconception is whenever I go to another pub like that, I, you do kind of feel a little bit intimidated. Mm. Whereas, I know, yeah, yeah it's, these it's guys, because one, of the kind it? of live music and the high energy and everything like that, everyone's integrated immediately. Yeah, you kind of yeah. accept it. No one, no, we've really touch wood, we really haven't had any trouble. Like mm. no one misbehaves. You, you, you see certain people in there that perhaps have the propensity to do so, and they just leave. They just know it's not. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm really their their place yeah. and no fights in here tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit like that yeah my we'll mum the one up the road. Yeah, my pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah anyway going back to my mum she um she working in property and she kind of gone as far as she wanted to do was looking for a bit of a change and um yeah so we've moved into the pub i never forget the day i i <laughs> think it was <laughs> i think it was on That'll facebook yeah. <laughs> i think it was on facebook and was it a birthday or so some it, sort it, of it, event we, i signed the contract on her birthday and it was uh, here mum happy birthday yeah. have a pub yeah <laughs> it, was brilliant. it was absolutely brilliant i don't she, think we've even established what part of london we're in to the listener no no so we're in brentford in west london so um at some point, no, someone's going to rebrand it as North Kew or West Chiswick. Yes. It's not, it's yeah. Brentford. Um, so it's an amazing place, again, drenched in history. It's where the Grand Union, the River Brent and the Thames all come to a head. So historically, it's been like a very industrial uh, you know, part of the world for a long time. Um, lots of buildings back here date back to the sort of 1300s. Moreover, the kind of industrial site we're sat in has been an industrial site as far as records yeah. go back. So it's been a brewery, a soap factory, a tile works, a, a clay mine, uh, everything um, has been where we're sat here. And Brentford was always the kind of stop-off point for people coming in or out of the Midlands and further afield and up right, north. Yeah. So they'd stop on their way down from Birmingham. In Brentford, it was the first port of London. Uh, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Um, so with that comes all this amazing architecture, all these big wharf buildings, which sadly, obviously, are kind of being demolished left, right and centre. Some of it will be retained, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting part of London that not a lot of people heard about, which is unusual because we are literally half a mile from Chiswick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it um, is. It's one of those overlooked kind of yeah. shallow lands where yeah, people yeah. go, "Oh, I know Kew," but you say Brentford, and people are like, oh, "I don't." Know when if we I first moved into Brentford from Kew Bridge, I mean, it's literally you've been that to the opposite down the road, five yeah. minute walk. Yeah, all my friends were, like, "Oh God, it's like Narnia," and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> "It's just there." Uh, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's on the other side of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> Just uh, I think left by Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, quite. Um, the people just do nothing thing kind of put it on the of map course, as well. Yeah. BBC yeah. Three, um, a great group of guys that really did personify a very small part of Brentford, but in a satirical way. It was good. It was it was, it was needed, I think, yeah. to kind of pe- get people talking about the place. And the locals really warmed to it as well, which I found amazing. Yeah, and I think it was going to go one or two ways. It was either going to be sort of civil revolt or like, <laughs> um, but no, it was really good. Um, so yeah, we're in Brentford. There really? we go. Tell I us about these. Um, tell us about these driving videos because you've, yes, you've dropped a little idea. carrot there, and I know, I need to know. I yeah. Li- because <laughs> I've I've had a look through your. I guess you call it a showroom, but it's more like a kind of gallery of cars, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's it's not sort of a traditional. You know, John made the mistake of telling me everything's for sale inside your <laughs> glorious space, before. Well, clearly knowing that you've got one of my one of my must-own cars sat up there, which I have to avoid like the plague because I'm aware of how much it is. But it, <laughs> but tell us about the we driving videos before... before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> deliberate pause just to see if that's not... <laughs> oh, really? Shall we stop the pod now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the Come back in half an hour yeah, and yeah. I tell you about my new purchase. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah tell us about these driving videos. So... Um, yeah, bit of background on the driving. So obviously it's been a kind of silly, crazy idea of many people over the years. Everyone's wanted to do a driving in London in some capacity. Everyone's wanted to go to one, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously lockdown has kind of forced it a bit. Um, and so we decided that it would be kind of a great time to see and test the water and see what was available. So um, my other half, Georgia Peck, runs a company um an events company and she has taken the realm of that and she's just yeah spearheaded this project into something really really special and this is where people turn up with their own cars yep park outside big cinema screen 10 meters by 6 meter screen Um, I've seen girls Girls on roller, roller skates, skates with their, popcorn. Yeah, with popcorn in their fifties inspired diner outfits. But I suppose it's so. Sounds like secret cinema. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of like that. I think we we're just we're, where we're able to kind of do something a bit different from the like secret cinema. Don't get me wrong, the production that goes into their stuff is just unbelievable. Mm. Um, and we, frankly, couldn't afford to do it to that level there. I don't know if they can anymore. No, 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 no. no. Um, <laughs> but 
Says so like you and I have had the same conversation <laughs> with the same person. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the uh, because of the kind of intimacy of the event, we were able to kind of really over try and overdo the kind of interaction with people as well. Obviously, given that we've all been cooped up inside our nests for yeah. the last six months, we really want to put on a show and not, not just be about the film. So we, George has been amazing at sourcing like the relevant cards from the fi- from each film that we show and have them on display at the. Um, you know, we've got entertainment that goes on in and around it, and it's just been really, really cool. And we only have 30 cars out, um, so it's quite a small niche event. Um, but yeah, we haven't had any complaints, so it sounds lovely. Yeah. It yeah. sounds awesome. We'll have to get you guys along to one. I'd love yes, to. Do you know that's that's one of the things? I know there's so many negatives about lockdown and COVID, and I and I'd be the first to acknowledge the challenges that so many people are now facing, financially, professionally, personally a whole bunch of disasters. There's no real flip side. However, there are some nuggets that have come out of it. Yeah. You know, we are not a nation of drive-in cinema. No. Mm. And yet I've always looked on at the American drive-in with a degree of envy. Yeah, Absolutely. And I've always yeah, thought, yeah. that would be so, so cool. cool. But and in, in my head, yeah. I was like, that's never going to work. Yeah. That's <laughs> never. And as you say, COVID's kind of forced this to happen. Yeah. It was never, I don't think it would have worked. Pre-COVID, really it's also don't. one of those things where I, th- I, for me personally, it's something I've always thought of it of it needing to be like two hundred cars yeah. and a massive screen yeah. and speakers and so. But it doesn't need to be that at all. You know, how many cars it, do you have there of a night? Thirty cars. With, that's when you a great do it number. at that scale, it suddenly dilutes itself. And even if you do put extra production into it with the likes of you know Secret Cinema and stuff, it, you can't help. But because of the way all the cars are physically distanced and stuff, mm. you can't get that atmosphere. You really can't. And I think where we've been really, really lucky is just the size of what we've done. If we yeah. did scale it up, I would be... Wor- I mean, not saying it couldn't happen and it won't happen, but I would be most concerned about how we try to then continue that vibe. Because yeah. um, I think for a lot of the people, it's more about that. Everyone's seen these films dozens of times. It, Great films, kind of a car bias. You're not, you're not really coming for the film. No, right? that's what no, I mean. You're coming you for the experience. The experience yeah. as a whole, yeah, for sure. It's um, like when you go and watch a band. You know the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're not going to yeah. listen to the new songs. Yeah. You're going for the ones you love. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Um, How does it make? Is it difficult to try and figure out what the initial film is going to show? Because obviously you've got your favourites and you said that you're already you're like, oh, I should have gone for the first one instead of the second. But it's like people will judge you for those first you know few what? films you what put out. Really, really, really interesting. And Georgia put a poll up on Instagram. Uh, and says, what would you guys like us to show? Mm-hmm. And we got some amazing responses, some stuff we hadn't even thought of, and some stuff that was really popular that we hadn't even thought of and thought, right, we'll definitely show it. Are they, are they all car-related as well? Are they quite cool So, so far, whole? what we've done is we've done it in the same kind of format as our Classic and Cakes events that we mm-hmm. heard uh, held pre-lockdown on the third Sunday, like an informal car meet here. Uh, and that was just exclusive to kind of classic cars and supercars. Kind of loosely, yeah, loose terms, but at the same time, just to kind of get people to... Yeah, we don't care whether you turn up in a... Would, it, would the driven metro. truck apply? There's <laughs> <laughs> no 4x4s, four, no and whilst this isn't a 4x4, four four, I feel I'll be doing an injustice to the 4x4 four four community if this turned up. Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's supercar price. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't doubt that, yeah. Uh, Transformer dot. But, um, yeah, so w- what we've done is we've kind of put on a series of events so far throughout summer for our you know, supercar owners, classic car mm-hmm. owners, now what we're going to do towards the end of summer, we promised the locals we would just do firstly a couple of locals only screenings oh, cool. and you can bring whatever you want because we ultimately then want to ostracise ourselves from mm. yeah, our local loyal passerbys. Um, and also then we'll do a couple of public screenings where, again, people can bring whatever they want car-wise. We'd love to do some motorbike ones um, with you know, deck chairs or however it might format itself. But at the moment, given the restrictions, we have, we've spoken to the council about it and they're like... No Not way. even mm. if all the bikers still sat in their deck chairs with the helmets, helmets on. Helmets on down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, just Bluetooth he- headpieces yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but no, sadly, that will have to, that's on ice for a while until yeah. things ease. But we, w- we would like to do that and show some sort of, you know, on any Sunday and things like that. Mm. But yeah, going back to what we're showing, uh, for now, yeah, it is kind of a car bias. And again, we did another, a second poll for the local one, for the Brentford people one, and they all came back and said they want to see Greece. Great, fine, we'll put Greece on. Um, you know, be great fun. We'll get the guys, uh, the role of waitresses dressed up as you know, the pink ladies, whatever it, whatever it takes. Um, but there was a couple that we were like, right, yeah, we'll announce tickets. And it's the only one that we struggled to sell tickets for because we said we were going to show Ronin because after everyone came back, oh, like, it's a oh brilliant my God, film. great right. film, it's a everyone, brilliant film, oh, brilliant film. No one bought any tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre. It was so weird. Yeah, you've never heard of it. Oh, Ronin's right. amazing. Is it Jean-Luc yeah. Besson? 
What's Isn't it about? It? And it's uh, it's Natalie Portman as a child. Okay. That's right. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Leon. I'm thinking of Leon. Oh no, that's Ronin cool, yeah. is the is the gangster film. It's the, f- the Nero, French yeah. shoot up, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah it's a cracking film. Yeah, yeah so no, I, the, I, went down a, I went down a Leon. And yeah, cool. it's, uh, but anyway, so um, we, we swapped the film for that about the date, but it was just bizarre. That what did so you swap it to? Uh, what did we swap it to? Toy Story 3. Yeah, Toy Story 3. <laughs> yeah. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Bullet, I think. Bullet. Yeah, we were going to show Bullet anyway, so just announce the date sooner. But yeah, it was... Um, Greatest car scene of yeah, all time. Greatest yeah. car chase, yeah, yeah, with the Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. Forge UK brought us down the, the new... Bullet Mustang that we yeah. had pipped against the, like a bullet replica '68 fastback, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, it was really nice. So you've only got a few weeks left of this. Obviously, well, we've only got a few weeks left of summer, so yeah. we don't really want to be doing it through into winter for obvious reasons. Um, obviously, with a lot of people in the classic cars, we can't have their windscreen wipes on the whole time. Otherwise, we're going to be needing ten jump packs at the end <laughs> of each event yep. to, <laughs> to get people going. I never ever thought of that. That's amazing. No. Well, my, my one of the biggest gripes I had about ever putting them on. Uh, was, you know, it would be great, but, you know, everyone's battery's going to die from listening to the radio because I just, in my head, naively, I'm completely technologically inept. I was like, this isn't going to work because everyone's going to need to have the radio on. Obviously, they bring Bluetooth speakers yeah. now it goes in the car. So my little brain was blown uh, when Georgia first went, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what, you thinking we'd have to set up like a local yeah, yeah, radio? Yeah, 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 listen. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth actually saying that because people who have got classic cars... We do, yeah, we, we do make it very clear. that Because a lot of cars, I mean, you get people turn off in race cars that literally don't have a radio full stop. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it, does, it. So it does. It work. is completely, everybody can come and they will be yep. sorted out with their with speakers. With their little Bluetooth speaker. And also with that as well, there's no real outside noise um, for the locals. and We don't really have many residents immediately nearby but we just want to keep the peace um so yeah so good. with the i mean obviously the, the the driving stuff sounds great fun but it's very much a kind of that's a that's a passion project aside isn't it it's, it's kind of that's a bit of fun reacting to the it's, current you know, moment it, it's it precisely it's it's to get us kind of um right to be blunt just to start entertaining again yeah. we love yeah. hosting things here mm-hmm. um we don't want obviously ultimately the space has got a finite amount of time on it mm-hmm. it remains to be seen how the current situation will affect our time scale here uh, yeah, reading between the lines, it might have a knock-on effect in terms of us being able to stay here a little bit longer. Yeah, great for some, namely us. Not great for perhaps the developer, but we'll wait and see. Um, however, yeah, we just wanted to just do stuff while we can. And as soon as it was, you know, we were able to accommodate actually hosting people here, obviously with strict guidelines. Mm. Um, yes, just do it, do it, do it, do it. So you're... Uh, sorry to pry, but so your is your business model as a sort of events company, or is it still primarily selling cars? Because well, it, it, it sounds yeah, like a lovely it, fusion. Of there, the there's two. a lot that goes on, and I think the, the model itself is forever changing. If you look mm. at it from a, from a uh, analytical point of view, um, I mean, we we hire the space out a lot for filming. Um, we get a lot of uh, TV and movie stuff filmed here, and uh, photo shoots and stuff. We were only just talking about photo shoot locations here and things like that. So um, the space sort of yeah does well for itself and as much as kind of getting exposure and things like that um and then yeah the events are i guess a a nice way to bring people together we never set out starting to organize events all the way back when john and i first met at the early iterations of 20 20 or 30 years ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) just a twinkle in my dad's eye at that point Um, who i was (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other story never mind there is a tv (laughs) this is going to escalate quite quickly Um, but yeah, we never set them out for you know commercial gain or anything like that. It was purely out of frustration and not having anywhere to kind of meet in West London, where it's kind of our people and our friends. I think and that's stuff. so the classics and Kate, as we mentioned before, that's where we first met. Yeah. And that, so the first location where we did that was down at Cubridge, and we, you know, you'd be lucky if you had what maybe thirty, 30 cars, cars yeah. coming on a Sunday, and it was a nice crowd. There'd be cool cars would rock up. And then when you move to the new location, and the Classics and Cake, as you say, it was a Sunday morning, third Sunday of the month, really whatever informal, it would have been. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. rock up. Super chilled. Now, I mean, years on, it's got to the point where you've you now got the biggest site. You first one of those as well, I didn't you? In the, little, in the old uh, pair of mini, in the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. I brought my dad with me. You did, indeed. Down yeah. in my mini. And then, yeah, uh, yeah I, ca- I came with it. It was, it was a... Um, a couple of very lovely Jaguars and then me in the middle with my mini. <laughs> so it was a... Yeah, that's, that's what I love about it. I mean, and sorry, yeah, you carry on, but just the quickly, is, is the mixture yeah. and the yeah, diversity sure. in it and the complete lack of pretense. So yeah. you'll have someone... I mean, we had it the other uh, the, well, the other day, just before lockdown, the last event we did before lockdown. Um, one of our tenancies, 
great guy, amazing collection of cars. And he turns up in his road league left um, uh, McLaren P1 GTR mm-hmm. and pulls up next to a kid in his turboed Mini Metro. But then they both and get out they, and they talk out to each other. He was he more fascinated by the Mini, and I love yes. it. I yeah. absolutely yeah. love it. Yes. And there is no There's very few places, I nonsense, think, that yeah. still have that ability to, to be able to bring people from all, all over the range of the car world together and be able to chat in, in that very honest way. And, and um, I think Bista Heritage have still got some of that, but I think they, they're getting very big themselves. And I think mm. you, you and, and this place here, has still got that lovely element of you meet on a Sunday morning and you have a cup of coffee and you have cake and it's, I don't know that that community vibe is still very much here and very strong in that and um, yeah I think it's just really cool that you still got it going. It is. We had. I think it's important actually that we do kind of inflate you a little bit because I think it's very easy from certainly from the point of view of another event organizer. Been in, yeah, being responsible for lots of event productions and things, it can be very easy to be blindsided by the pure chaos that goes into planning, running, managing an event as it unfolds. And it's not until sometimes, for me, it was always a week or two later, I'd look back on photos or videos or stuff from the events and go, oh, actually, that, that wasn't was really too bad. Nice. Yeah, like, yeah. At the time, you think, oh, oh God, my God, did, the world's drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're drowning in this hellish hole of stress. But then you look back and, and you recall the faces and the people that are walking around. They're all smiling. They're all having an amazing time. They're all sh- wanting to shake your hands. Remember when we could shake hands? Oh <laughs> all wanting to shake hands and stuff and say, like, what an amazing time they're having. But you really have created something here in this space. Obviously, this is the third iteration of, of the space for those. And we're only talking about those monthly meets where people did rock up. And at the, at the point of that last meet earlier this year, when we both joked together about, God, is this the last car event of 2020? And that would have been like March time, yeah, wasn't March, it? Yeah. We were joking about it then thinking, is the lockdown going to be that serious? But people at that point were fighting over tickets. You know, you, yeah. you, you set up a ticketing system for people to bring down their car. Is that like a barrier to entry? You have to fight. At the door. I never, ever wanted it to become sort of bigger than it could physically be beyond i don't want to move it to another location and mm. outgrow it or whatever especially with classics and cake as a standalone event but we had to implement tickets when we started them here after the second event because it was just it was like busy chaos yeah. yeah um and now we still get you know it's it's quite disheartening because a lot of people still try it they know they need to buy a ticket but yeah, you know, people turn up early on a sunday morning and they think maybe if they get there before the gates open they'll be and unfortunately, we have to turn them away. But yeah. Obviously, we'll accommodate wherever we can. It's all for charity anyway, all the ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, sadly, we have to. Um, yeah, uh, I got to. I mean, I, I got to say, John. John has just used the fr- the phrase "we've got to inflate you," and, and <laughs> which are, you know has all sorts of connotations. But the, f- <laughs> the fact is, I've never been here before. I've never seen what it's all about. I've seen it online, but I've never really quite understood what the vibe is. And, and you, you never know a place until you get to it. It's true. You. This is sensational. You know, it's a really, really cool space. My head's going to explode. <laughs> but you also have to like, paint so the floor much. of everywhere that you go, like in the future, blue, because this is... People <laughs> or know a different colour, at least. Yeah, at least, because people know, like every... This, well, the great thing about this, there, there are thousands of car meets that you get on, you know, on Sunday and like afternoon coffees and cake and whatever, but the fact that all of your photographs come back and there is a blue floor, you're like, oh, that's Duke of London Place. It's, it's such a great yeah. iconic point to yeah. be able to think, oh, I know exactly where that is and the amount of people that have gone there and the cars that were there and it's not like a, it doesn't get lost within the, the, the Instagram feeds of, of classic car meets or anything like that. And so, yeah, for future reference, you now <laughs> need to look for, yeah, places that have got quite funky floor colours, I think. We, we didn't go with my suggested pink, sadly, but yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you it got is, all the still time. Yeah, but the, the blue itself is actually a weird sort of, sort of sideline here. It, it was to signify the. Uh, the memories of the great flood of Brentford of oh. 18 something. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that's what it makes me think. I remember it well. Yeah, that's <laughs> John. Uh, he's going to punch it's me in a minute. <laughs> so actually, it was shortly after I'd just met John. Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were very, very good friends. We had I just started decades. my plumbing apprenticeship yeah. in Brentford. <laughs> what, mate? <laughs> well, that, and uh, you'd also had a curry the night before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the water level was, uh, you know, according to records, was seemingly this high for, with, it would throughout Brentford for months and months and months. So mm. they went. Great. Oh, wow. uh, well, I learned is because we're on a final, final approach flight path here to Heathrow. Yeah. And there are people that now send you photos <laughs> from the yeah. from, from the, the window of the plane wow. where you see this blue expanse, and it looks incredible from the sky. Yeah. And and I remember the first time I saw it, I was a bit. I have to say, the the, the blue is down to the developer, yeah. Ali Moore, and the Brentford project. Um, I can't take too much credit for it, but it was a great 
Just take the, take the credit. Yeah, I would. Take, just take yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cost you a fortune yeah, in yeah. Dulux, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We're actually thing. just about to redo it. Um, what's it like? I mean, Merlin, what's, what's it like for you? So, I, you know, we've only just arrived. We've, we've been here for an hour or so. We've eaten some ice cream. We've had some pizza. We're having a lovely conversation with you. But the, the thing that struck me the minute I got out of the car when we pulled in was that there was a sense of, and you get this on a, on a finite number of places. There's not many locations you show up and it's in the, in the atmosphere. It's just a sparkle of magic. You know, you kind of come out and you're like, this place is really, really very special. It's really cool. I think I know do what you it is. Do you still feel that yourself? Yeah. I, I love being here. I, yeah, we, we were talking recently amongst friends about, it sounds sort of like a bragging right here, but I remember where I actually had sort of Saturday jobs or like worked properly, uh, as I call it, <laughs> <Proper> <laughs> um, in a proper job. Um, I, I just remember that feeling of waking up in the morning and just dreading going to work and yeah. sitting there and watching the clock and yep, yep, yep. I've been there, I've done that and it, it was only I think a week ago where I sat with a friend talking about this and I think that hasn't happened in years like that really, I, yeah. I, it hadn't resonated with me at all it's just a joy to be here around such cool amazing people um, and it's forever changing, it's forever growing, it's forever shrinking, it's forever whatever. It, the, the, the community here is what gels this place together. We've been very selective with who we've let in here mm. uh, by way of tenants and other businesses and joint ventures and stuff, even down to the pizza restaurant. The pizza restaurant is my favourite pizza restaurant from when I was a kid. Mm. So naturally it was only going to be them <laughs> who could open here, <laughs> if cool. anyone. So it's like, and the guys, Angelo and Pasquale, that run Santa Maria are just amazing. And they they, lo- they themselves love it here so much that they then asked to move their headquarters into our office blocks. They've now moved in there in another capacity. So it, it all kind of snowballs and people warm to the place. And it's, I pinch myself regularly being like, what the hell? This has just been a bit of a wing and a prayer for us. But people keep turning up and be, keep seemingly wanting to be here. And we're so, so grateful and humbled by that. I think it's, it's, it's the kind of environment and it's the kind of magic that you couldn't, if you wanted to, try to create. It's a bit like... It's a bit like Caffeine the Machine. Mm-hmm. There's an element is, of yes. there's an element of this mysterious magic, and I think a lot of it. When I sparked up earlier, I said I think I know what it is. I think a key factor of what makes a, a venue like this special, genuinely, is classic cars. I think that does. There's something about classic cars. There's something about any item. It's a bit like when we went to Drew Pritchard's unit, and he had. A, we were surrounded by antiques. There's something about old stuff, stuff that yeah, have yeah. had adventures or been around adventures that does add a sparkle of magic, but I feel like a lot of people would come to a venue like this and would go to a venue like Caffeine the Machine and would think, oh, yeah, we can we can recreate that. But it, it's not something you can just make. You can't take an ingredients list from this venue. Well, it's been built with passion. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's built with passion. You've Whether or not the vision has always been clear from day one of I want to end up here, I think that almost would be... The, the lesser option, the, the worse way of doing it, because you learn as you go, which you have done. You've grown as the time's gone on, and it has just got bigger and better. And, you know, it's amazing now walking into that unit and looking at some of the cars you got parked up. Andy's new Sport, Sport Classic, Classic 911 <laughs> that we've got parked upstairs. It's just, really nice. Just, just printing off the finance papers. <laughs> yeah, as a, and oh, that's a fairly oh, new finance car. available? <laughs> <laughs> but, what, what sort of things are we talking? I think, you know, it, it is a massive credit to you that you've been able to build this, and... That a lot of the cars here, I'm guessing, um, they're here or they're here on sale or return. Aren't yeah, they? Like people have brought sales. them. Yeah, they've yeah. entrusted your your environment that you've built in the hope to sell their cars. And how many cars have you got in stock now at the minute? Thirty, forty, yeah, amazing. Yeah, which started again. It went back to sort of seven at the beginning at most. Yeah, so in yeah. the caliber of stuff we're dealing with, I'll never stop selling the sub ten grand <laughs> projects, as I call them. But I, yeah, it's it's nice to see, like you say, yeah, it's very nice and humbling again that people do entrust us with that stuff and i think it's important to mention so you started out with what did you say it was a renault uh peugeot 205 205. i've you very kindly let me set up a laptop upstairs to do a bit of work this morning i was sat behind me was a convertible 355 manual in front of me was a project defender with amazing leather seats (laughs) to my left was a ford mustang there's a collection of harleys in the back it's just You've got one of everything in here. Give us a run through of what 
to two or three of the, the, the most special things that you've got in stock right now. And this, just for the listener, because there'll be lots of people that will have heard of you, some that won't, some that will have seen the social media feed, some that won't even be aware that everything in here, or almost everything in here, is for sale. I didn't know it was. Yeah. So <laughs> I, wish, I wish you hadn't told me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the question is, um, firstly, can people just turn up and come and have a look at some of the cars, even if they don't necessarily know what they're looking at, but potentially with an idea of something to buy. And secondly, if people were to rock up, what sort of cars can they expect to see now? And is finance available? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get him. <laughs> um, and so, did you know I'm actually John Marker? Yeah. <laughs> We've been friends for a very long time. You don't look old enough to be John Marker. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm leaving. If I use, if I use the word Gumball 3,000 a few times, <laughs> you'll know it's me. Did I mention that? <laughs> Uh, so to answer to, to Herr Markov's questions, um, we've yeah. So at the moment, obviously, it's by appointment only. But generally, yeah. yes, you can just rock up. You can just rock up for a, a pizza if you book a table mm-hmm. in the restaurant the, the, to you know, to give the uh, listeners again some visual experience here. Yeah. Uh, the um, the the pizza restaurant itself is situated right in the middle of the first floor mezzanine of the showroom. So you walk through in and amongst all these cars and sit overlooking again all the cars. Uh, we've got a couple of motorbikes even in the restaurant and stuff like that. So, um, yes, you can just rock up to a point at the moment. Once things hopefully ease, that will uh, that will ease as well. And um, we can be a little bit more accommodating to more people. Um, in terms of what we can expect to see, to, yeah, I guess sort of a few highlights of mine that are in there at the moment. Not everything in there is for sale. Um, but in terms of what is in there and what are my sort of favourites, there's... Uh, Obviously, the Sport Classic, 997 Sport Classic. It's a really special it's car, a though. It's a really good car. Um, yeah. Beyond just being a Sport Classic, a, f- a dear friend of mine bought that new, uh, and he, is, again, entrusted me to sell it on his behalf. And he has, uh, I, I guess, I'm sort of not speaking out of turn, it's probably, for what it's worth, the most usable example out there because he's put 34,000 yeah. miles on it, which is just unheard of. Mm. Um, and, okay, it's 34,000 miles on a 997 Porsche. It's good for 10 times that before it probably yeah, needs an oil change. Or maybe not on a 997. But um, <laughs> he has really used and enjoyed that car, which I think, for me, that I'm really not one for these delivery mileage 30-year-old no, supercars and stuff. No. does my head in. Um, so I love having that in there. Um, we've got the... Oh, well, um, I better not take it off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd hate to just spoil the magic. <laughs> <laughs> we've got... Um, an absolutely gorgeous uh, 60s Ferrari upstairs, the uh, 275 GTS, the convertible uh, green Ferrari. Very unusual colour. Yeah, Verde Pino. Is that factory colour? It's a factory colour, but it was the car was originally white um, oh. and then was repainted in period. So that it's a really interesting story, that. Um, so that car's lived in Paris its whole life. Uh, we've got sort of contact with the, all three owners the car's ever had. The last owner of the car's had it for many decades. Um, he... Uh, bought it off the second owner who'd owned it since the late 60s, who had the front nose changed by Scaglietti, by Ferrari, in period in 1968, uh, to a 330 nose when the 330 was then new, almost like a facelift, like when people facelift yeah. their Range Rovers. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, slightly different. Um, and yeah, repainted in this amazing shade of green. So that's a really, really cool thing. Uh, it still sports this Parisian yellow headlights as well, which yeah, really, 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 really cool. stand out. Uh, and then, uh, what else have we got? I'm just looking out the window. Well, We've downstairs got are some lovely things tr- as well. The, the Ford Thunderbird, which is quite Looks cool. Looks If you want variety, that certainly takes a variety <laughs> box because we've got a 1961 custom Ford Thunderbird. So a, a sort of American cruiser. We wouldn't say necessarily a muscle car, but a very cool cruiser uh, fr- from the States. And it's had this incredible paint job done by uh, uh, a company called Paintbox in the UK. And it's just unbelievable. It's, it's a kind of low-rider, styly thing. Mm. And that's just come in on consignment as well. Um, yeah, so again, we've got stuff from minis in there at eight grand and obviously stuff at a million plus. So it really that, does. That, that Panigale that, that I've been... Popped in as well. We will get you on that Panigale. <laughs> that Panigale that I've been tempted to buy for probably a year or so now. Do it. <laughs> Do it. It is lovely. It terrifies me that way. Um, Merlin, listen, last one for you because we're, we're close to the end of the show. But you've been so kind to, to kind of welcome us into your fabulous space. And, uh, you know, we can't. We can't say how much we love it because it's Thank quite clear, coming. I think. Thank you for having us. You remember those times when we were allowed on planes mm-hmm. and one of the joys of going on a work flight, for example, was the random person you'd get stuck next to. <laughs> and you always have that kind of moment of pause when they're, so what do you do? How do you describe yourself? What do you Great say when, when that's a really good question. question? I like that. We should use that again. That's good. <laughs> He's good at this. 
He's good at this, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was just going to be an awkward pause while I try and think of an answer. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a really good question. I think I... And there's nothing... And, you know, I'm not a car dealer. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a car I don't really see myself as a car dealer anymore. I guess I used to. Um, and yes, we do sell cars. But as, I think, as you rightly said earlier, it's not the focus of this place by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I guess I would say I have a business that sells predominantly classic cars and some supercars and modern stuff. Uh, but moreover, it's I guess I run the space. I don't know. I, yeah, for the for for the, the kind of car community and it's a tricky one because I really wouldn't know either. If, you, if yeah, Andy were to ask me that hub, question before we know. got here and said what's what was the job title, or I'd be like, um, yeah. landlord, car sales, yeah, yeah, the pub, event yeah. space, <laughs> kind of everything. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so if we yeah, to take them individually, so yeah, we we. Uh, got a business that buys and sells cars. We've got the pub, as you rightly say. We have this uh, the factory, as we've dubbed this this premises. So we have uh, a creative hub, I guess, I guess you'd call it. So we've got lots of small businesses. Um, every single tenant of ours here is an independent, either sort of individual or business. We don't have any corporates. I, I won't rent to anyone who's sort of a, a a big name. We've got a lot of warehousing units that would kind of probably get a better rate. Um, if we did rent out, but we don't really want to sell out. We would rather keep it local and uh, inclusive. Um, so, yeah, that spans from, art, like I said earlier, artists to musicians to fashion designers to yeah, engineers, architects. Um, my father and my brother run a restoration business in one of the units, uh, Romance of Rust, that, again, my dad's run for 30-odd years. Um, actually, 30 years, what day is it? 30 years today. Yeah. There you go. This is birthday. Is Happy birthday, Lance. Happy birthday, Lance. Um, so yeah, um, many facets, and then the pub, uh, and and and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and by right. that point, the plane's already landing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've bored this person to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right, you've got a cracking aerial shot yeah. of your premises. <laughs> yeah. Hang on it, a sec. Let me just yeah. bump yeah. this. This for the grab. This is what I do. Or, or t- as you as you approach into Heathrow, just lift up the blind and yeah. go. Just yeah. Yeah. that I blue blast. Ask me again now. Yeah. Yeah, Merlin, thank you very much. A sort of a question, not, <laughs> not even slightly, yeah. but, but I thought you did a great, a great run at it. Um, Merlin, thank you very much for your your company today. It's been really interesting, and uh, I really hope we get to make this a bit of a hub for us because it's a really yeah. Cool we'd love space. to have you back, and thank you so much for having me on. It's been great. Oh, thank Pleasure. you. Happy days. Thanks, man. Brilliant. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.